listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created the show to help you live a lifted life. Hey everyone and welcome back. It's episode 80 of the Lifted Life Podcast and today we're talking about well, a couple of topics. We were going back and forth on what to call the show and something along the lines of passion projects and or additionally hobby versus business. To me they're interrelated. Um I know when we were talking this morning about this podcast, I told you what hobby versus business meant to me, and I could tell it didn't resonate at all. And I kept thinking about that, like, why did that resonate with me? And if you don't mind, I'll give that reason, and then we can go from there. Sure. So first I'll share, I was on a walk with our son. Mm -hmm. I found it's really useful during these times to have one-on-one time with my people. The recipe for success is not being all together. (laughs) at the same time but instead to have that one-on-one time so going on a walk with one person that i love in my house at a time has proven to be the way so anyway we were talking about he was saying he wanted to start a business and i said well first of all let's talk about the difference between a hobby and a business and we were going deep on that and let me just say too before i go into that i feel like the best conversations are had when we are on a walk there's just something that happens. The All of our cares are just blown off of our shoulders from the breeze. And there's so many beautiful sights with it being spring here in Kansas City. There's just so much sunlight and feel-good vibes. And then the conversation starts flowing. There's something about the momentum of our body and our minds start to click together ideas. And I just want to say... If you don't have a daily walking habit or even a weekly walking habit, I would lovingly encourage you to try one out. So we're talking, the conversation's flowing. He's kind of wanting to have a business. Uh, This is nothing new for him. Pretty much once a month, he'll be like, I just wish I had a business. (laughs) And I do have to give a shout out to him, our 11 year old, because Lifted was started because of one of his times saying, I want to have a business. Mm -hmm. And I went down this rabbit hole of looking at different products we could source. And that's when I realized if I'm going to do a product-based business, I got to do something I really care about. And Lifted was truly born from... Yeah, you, you didn't care about reselling cars, little toy cars. <laughs> that was our we, Curios Toys was <laughs> what we were at when I realized I can't do this. But so anyway, I think he probably like his whole desire to like have a business and make money. Like we probably owe him a little cut or something. Well, I'm sure he gets plenty of the cut of <laughs> what we make. But I mean, also we're role modeling that, so why why wouldn't he? Right. Anyway. Think that way. But so I'm saying it's nothing new that he wants to start a business. I'm saying shout out to him because Lifted is probably, I mean, there's other reasons too. He's been one of my like guinea pigs too with his gut health that he was on antibiotics way more than I would have liked or that I would have put him on now if I knew what I knew now, but Mm -hmm. ear infections. So I'd take him to the doctor and they said, yeah, he needs a antibiotic. And then I did, I listened and then kind of messed up his tummy a little bit. So that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Deep breath. Moving on. So we're on a walk. We're talking about hobby versus business. And I told him, I said, hobbies are great. They usually cost money, but they add immense value to our lives. Joy, entertainment, um, fulfillment, all of these things. I said, a business can do all of the same things, but it makes money. It doesn't 
costs money. And then I explained that sometimes in a business, it can take a couple of years for it to make money, but that doesn't mean it's a hobby. It just means you haven't created the momentum. But if you're after your years, say 10 years down the road, you're still costing money. It's very much been a hobby. Oops, not a business. So all that to say, when I was explaining that to you, you're like, well, here's another idea. Well, it's not so much another idea. The person um, that I was speaking with, they proposed the question, what are your hobbies? And of course, it was in the group settings. Everyone's listing, you know, their their hobbies, what they do for a hobby. And he proposed that the reason you have those hobbies is you believe you cannot make money at doing those, so you do those. And I could tell that was polarizing for you when I said that. And I, I don't know, it's always stuck with me the way he said that, but I never really thought, what does that mean? The reason it irritates me is mm-hmm. because it makes the assumption that everything we do needs to make us money. Okay, so... I wondered if that was what, what irritated you. I love making money. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying, does everything we do have to make us money? So what, what I, what, where I got value from that was it was, it was easier for me to clarify why I do what I do. So there's certain things I did that I called a hobby, but I wished it made money. Mm. So I got clear with myself and it's like, no, this is truly a hobby. I don't really want to make money doing this. Then I was able to do it as a hobby and enjoy it. I didn't have that lack of like, oh, I should be making money. Think about how to make money with this thing. Like, no, no, no. This is a hobby. This is fun. This is something you enjoy. Do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Then on the other thing, it's like, no, I really want to make money at this. So think, focus on that. Figure out how to make money at that. Mm-hmm. Well, something that comes to mind yeah. for me, as I just mentioned, I love going on walks. I think walks are one of my hobbies. Hmm. I'm not trying to monetize walking. I don't need it right. to become a business. It's just a hobby. Going on walks is good for my mental health, my physical health, my emotional so, so, health. So maybe backing up to that, maybe the I don't remember the context of him saying that. Maybe we were talking about businesses, right. and he's like, "What's a hobby inside your?" I, I don't know. I'm not saying <laughs> that, that seems like a very important. Piece I'm of not context. saying you need to monetize every hobby, but it is. It was useful for me to just make a distinction of this is for income, this is for fun, mm-hmm. which brings me to I think Alan Watts was saying that. The tricky part about business is never working a day in your life and having fun. Mm-hmm. Like treating your business as fun, something you enjoy. That's it's my favorite thing. Yeah. If there were if I were at a party and there were ten different groups of people having conversations and I could just buzz by each of them, if I heard him talking about growing a business, maintaining a business, scaling a business, that would immediately I would be lying there because it's mm-hmm. exciting for me. It's like the most creative use of our imagination and our intelligence to get from here to there with a project of service. So that's the thing yeah. I was telling our son is that in order for it to be a business, you have to solve a problem and you can do that with a service or a product. Those are the two main categories of businesses. You either are selling a service or a product. Mm-hmm. And in some way your service or product needs to solve a problem. I said, it might be that they're bored and it's entertainment. So even if it's just something like a little toy car or a figurine like we were talking about, how does that really solve a problem? Well, if you create a story around that product, you solve the problem through the entertainment, through the fulfillment, like we talked about with the feeling of collecting something and being a part of something and belonging and the way it ignites your imagination. So um, all of those are ways that you solve a problem for someone. I wanted to go back to the idea that maybe someone has a hobby that they would love for it to be a business versus someone who says, no, I know this is just a hobby. There's no reason for it to Mm -hmm. grow into a business. 
I think the challenge there is to, that we're kind of saying is, how are you saying it in your own way and yeah. and settling saying, oh, little old me, um, because... Well, in the example I gave, I was subconsciously resistant to the hobby because I, in my mind, I was like, this needs to make money, this, or I should, it's a waste of my time. If I'm doing these little programs for fun, why am I not making money at it? Because that's why you're really doing it. And then I was able to get clear with myself and like, no, this is for the sheer enjoyment of learning a new programming language or a new whatever. That's why you're doing it. You're not mm-hmm. doing it as a business. Yeah. I think that clarity around why do I want yeah. to do this? And I was... But the question you proposed was, what? how do you help someone make it a business? Uh, No. No. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. What The question I proposed to him or just now just now just to to ask yourself am i unwilling to consider this a business Mm. because i don't think it's good enough like if i thought it was good enough would i want it to be a business i'm not here to say i think everyone should start a business or am i i think starting a business is one of the ultimate ways to get out of your way get out of your own comfort zone get out of Mm. your head and challenge everything you think you know about yourself another great way to do that is to become a parent but i would not tell you to do that either unless you really want to (laughs) um so back to this idea that um hobby versus business um the other kind of notion we wanted to discuss was the idea of passion projects Mm -hmm. so the reason all of these topics were top of mind is because we have been working quite a bit and we like it we like to work Mm -hmm. we like our business we like growing it we like strategizing how to grow it because we know that we've only just barely tipped the touch of the ice how do you do that to touch the tip of the iceberg in regard to the customers we've reached in fact a review not too long ago said well i don't know why y'all ain't bigger (laughs) this really helped me thanks buddy we're working on it thanks joe (laughs) uh but what's tricky for us is I think we probably do work seven days a week, um, but we have some, a lot of fun at it. So yeah. it's really hard to draw the line of when is it work and when is it? Mm-hmm. I do believe yeah. there would be immense value in stepping away and not even thinking yeah. about it. Because, But what happens when I do that is the ideas just build up and I'm like, okay, I'll write it down, but I'm not going to work on it today. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like the main reason I want to bring that up is because it's been really energizing to have a business during this time it's something that we are the creators of we're not waiting for someone else to tell us we can or can't do it or like it just feels like the ultimate freedom is to grow this business and it's the ultimate expression of that freedom to continue to grow it Um, it utilizes our creativity and it utilizes our critical thinking skills just anything that feels really good and flow state empowering i feel like our business encompasses that and so i think what you're alluding to is that for passion projects we've been starting starting to do those of our own on separate side projects and at first it was like is this taking away from the business but actually it rejuvenates you in a different way and you show up even better for our business for yes, business. yes, because I have one right now. It's pretty new. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided when or if I'll announce it, but I'm kind of calling it a decade project. It comes from this idea that I heard that most people overestimate what they can do in one year and then disappoint themselves and underestimate what they can do in a decade. And so I decided if I started mm-hmm. a project now, knowing that um, the decade's going to 
time is going to tick and the decade is going to mm -hmm. come and I'll be 10 years older than I am now before I know it. Like, what would I love that I would have started? And so it's a very creative passion project. And I continually find myself getting energized and reinvigorated for lifted because of that passion project. And something else kind of fun about that passion project is that I call it a feeling generator, uh, which I think I got that from you. You were using a house as a feeling generator, which we can talk about in a minute if you I think want. I called it a harvester. But, oh, you did. Yes. But, feeling. You, but you can have generator. I'll take feeling harvester. harvester. Harvester kind of feels like collecting something that you're trying farming. to grow. Yeah. But <laughs> like harvesting human, like given that yeah. feelings are human, it feels a little weird. I'm going with the generator. What we're saying is it's not necessarily about the creation of this idea. The feeling it, it generates is almost enough as it is, but maybe we will continue to lean into the next best thing to do for that project. And it might manifest, but it's mm. not about whether it does or doesn't. It's about how it helps us to feel in the meantime. And so this creative passion project that I'm pursuing is very much a feeling generator. And I think that all three of these ideas, hobby versus business versus passion project, they can all be feeling generators. It's just more a matter of what you expect for them to create for you. I still believe that it's totally great to have a hobby that costs you money, um, will not make you money, but provides entertainment mm. and uh, what were all the other words? Enjoyment, fulfillment. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we are going to challenge you to say, if it's something you wish it could be a business, but you keep yourself in this hobby zone for reasons of self-worth or lack of confidence, then we would challenge you to move it into the business category. But it's totally fine to have hobbies and businesses or both. And maybe alongside of all of that, additional passion projects. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is a passion project a hobby? Like, I, I would categorize it as a hobby, but but you're saying it's something separate? I guess what I'm saying is a passion project, you might not know. It could be a hobby. It could be a business. Mm. See, we didn't yeah. know where we were going with it, but boom, it all just came together. So a passion project is so new and so fresh, it you don't even know what it is, but you are ready for it because it makes you feel alive and Feeling alive is really good when you're human. And so follow those breadcrumbs. A passion project might be a hobby. It might be a business. It might be something totally other than that. But if it lights you up, then you want to pursue it. Are you willing to share your passion project? Are you Is that a passion secret? I think I'm not ready yet. So if I share mine, then does it become... Uh... Real? You can do anything you want. I will share mine eventually. I've just mm -hmm. got a few things in the works. I'm kind of a little bit more of a, a little more dramatic than just going to be like, well, here's what it is. I've got images. I've got. Yeah. I was thinking the difference between mine and yours. Uh, my passion project, I own the domain name for. And that's probably about it. I was yeah. making a, I don't know if you saw me making an image for it the other day. Yeah. Oftentimes when I learn new um, skills, in programming, I apply it to that or lifted. I have to pick one or the other because that's how I learn is I, I take what someone's telling me and I figure out how to apply it to something useful for myself. Right. Um, anyway, 
Well, that, that's it? You're not going to tell them anymore? So my passion project is kind of a play on on a, a joke that I used to have with another company and the name of the, the pro, or the name of my my company would be Vinto 100 or Valve 100. And the joke was this other company always their life revolved around this one valve and everything was from the perspective of Valve 100. Okay. So we joked about it quite often and I ended up buying the domain name cuz I was going to make a parody of it, mocking this company, which isn't very nice. This was a long time ago. Very childish of me. But now I've got a You would never mock anyone. (laughs) Now I've got this idea of this character, Valve 100, that can solve everything. And through him, all things can be done. And I wanted to kind of make this like kind of joke about how he solves all um, equipment problems through Valve 100. And I have all these like software... um, services i want to provide through this company another ventil is valve in german correct so obviously we have a bit of a german background you study german every day Mm -hmm. through your app duolingo Mm -hmm. we have been to germany together multiple times Mm -hmm. and that is because most of all of my mom's family still lives there because she's Mm -hmm. from germany so it ties it all together and it's a german company that i've been kind of mocking right but mocking having fun with a little ribbing a little poking (laughs) having fun with okay well, hopefully you'll continue to. Does that fit in the realm of passion project, hobby, or business? That's why I shared it. <laughs> passion project. Right now, uh, it's be a passion project. Yeah. Slash see, hobby. See, I love how now we see there's three three different areas and passion project. I would just encourage anyone to like cultivate or look out for ways that they can create more passion projects in their life because it, it just leads to more interesting things. Like. Hmm? It just makes life more exciting. Okay, so I had originally planned on having today's sponsor be Bifidus Mood Boost because we recently got a really great uh, review about how it helped with someone's allergies, and it is allergy season. So think about how that ties together. I'm telling everybody to go on walks. People are like, can't go on walks. I got allergies. And I'm like, maybe. So many layers in this podcast. <laughs> maybe you should take this probiotic. And this one is a probiotic and prebiotic. That's our histamine-free formula. But this is the one we get the most feedback on about allergies now i have had people say mood super strains has helped with their allergies and even mood boosting probiotic has helped with their allergies but this is the one i hear the most from so bifidus mood boost i recently did a whole review highlight um on instagram and the customer said i actually bought this because i have been reading about links to gut and allergies and my allergies are terrible i also suffer from a myriad of severe anxiety and depression issues so i figured this is worth a try Every night of my adult life, my anxiety and depression get extreme. I feel like there is a literal lump sitting in my stomach from it. I started taking these, started with one a day, bumped up to two, and within a week, I noticed that decades-long feeling was gone and stayed gone. However, I ran out of the bottle, still felt okay for a few weeks, and then noticed that lump of anxiety and weight of depression were back, and I was trying to figure out what I had done differently and realized this was the only thing I had stopped using in my vitamin regimen. Oh, and as a side note... I did notice fewer allergy symptoms when taking. We'll be buying another bottle. So really great review. Really appreciate all of that. I do feel like it answers that question of, do I have to take this the rest of my life? And the answer is no, actually. It's not Mm -hmm. about the rest of your life. It is about healing that can take place over time, but also um, when we change various things. So there still may be something going on within our microbiome that needs healing. 
And I think it's about our environment too. So if we're stressed out or if we have a higher stress life, then we may need to continue taking things that help with that versus if we change some other things, our environment, it might be that you may not need it. Um, however, a lot of people do find that um, they continue to get the best benefits when they're taking it. And I think that's just because our environments have so many toxins and mm. so many um, different things that are kind of stressing our microbiome. So that's one thing. And then quickly, I did want to mention uh, that our Redoxy is back in stock, or at least should be by the time this airs, or really, really, really close. Really, really close. Yeah. yeah thousand milligrams, especially, is already in the warehouse. They're getting it stocked now. And it said, I think April 29th is when it's now available. So it'll be that's available what I for saw Prime. This morning, yeah. So that's very exciting because there's never been a better time to take vitamin C. And I especially love the combo of a probiotic plus Redoxy because it addresses the root cause from two different angles, one from a cellular and one from our microbiome perspective. So, um, of course, at the Live to Life podcast, we're all about helping you feel better naturally. Through the podcast, we try to highlight various mindset and emotional and spiritual techniques. And then, of course, through our products, we help to balance things out physically. That's the thing that never ceases to amaze me. We obviously set out to um, kind of combat anxiety. And I mean, that, that was kind of the start of, of lifted mm -hmm. and then all these side things that are coming back. Like I can't remember who you were speaking to. It was, they were not American or they weren't from America and they were saying, of course, probiotics are for, um, uh, allergies. Oh yeah. And I was like, we'd never heard, or I'd never heard that. I'd, yeah. Well, it wasn't something we were personally dealing with. Right. And so because of that, I think, but, we but just, the way they present it was like, everyone knows that. I'm like, yeah. well, not everyone. Right. Or I think some places that's the one main thing that they are known for helping with mm -hmm. is allergies. Mm -hmm. And then some other people are like, why don't you talk about how it's anti-inflammatory to heal your microbiome? It helps with the inflammation and inflammation causes a lot of different issues and diseases. So please talk about how it's anti-inflammatory. And so, oh, we joke and oh, we don't joke. We'd say it's beneficial side effects. I yeah. mean, these weren't, these weren't things that we set out to necessarily to, to help with or but, that we were dealing yeah, with right? right true uh i yes that was one of my favorite taglines that i used from the very beginning beneficial yeah. side effects uh-huh and that was also in part because some of the other medicines i had taken for anxiety in years past had all the side effects had some very <laughs> nasty side effects that yeah. just didn't sit well with me i'm really sensitive and as a lot of sensitive people like myself have said to me uh i just couldn't handle those side effects they were too heavy and drastic for me. And some people aren't as sensitive to them, so it doesn't True, but them. sometimes the side effects are worse than the root cause. But, yeah. Or the, the root issue that we're trying issue, to fix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a whole other yeah. thing. So how long have we been talking here, Tim? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's almost time to wrap it up. Okay, so in this episode, we're talking about hobby versus business. Now, if you think that, kind of reiterate what you were saying about how a hobby the one that made me kind of cringe. Mm -hmm. But if we're, if you were having a conversation saying, I would love to have a business, but I don't. And then someone said, okay, well, what are your hobbies? And he listed them yeah. off. Then that would be a perfect scenario of, okay, where are you having issues but, with? But me specifically, it was how I'm addressing my hobbies. Like I was treating my hobby like a wannabe business or I wasn't enjoying my hobby because I thought it should be a business. So the information I gave was to help me kind of categorize the things I'm doing and where they need to be. And then I show up in the right way when I'm doing them. Right. I mean, when we first started talking about doing this show, I was like, what if, I mean, we have a lot of listeners who don't want a business. Yeah. Don't, we don't have any interest whatsoever. Do you still think this will be useful for them? 
And you said yes. I hope so. Um, but at the same time, I can only give advice or information of through my own experiences. So what I'm talking about is how I experienced it. But I would imagine people listening, it means something totally different to them. And they're applying it to their own experiences. Right. Well, I think for me, it's a, a way of kind of clarifying. I think when you have clarity about what you're doing, you can mm. enjoy it. You can create more success. And if you don't have clarity around if something is a hobby or a business or a passion project, then you might kind of feel wishy-washy mm. or that lack of clarity just makes you feel a little directionless. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, it all goes back to the clarity that you can get when you go on a walk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the truth. I told Tim I wanted to go on a walk and we're like, we got to get this podcast done. Uh -huh. I got walks on the brain. Maybe we could do a podcast walk. Walk a walking podcast. podcast. See, then we would monetize the walk, which is exactly... Wait, the podcast doesn't See? make us any money directly, oh. but but it's kind of funny that you said that because I just said... Wait, is this podcast a hobby? It's a passion project. I thought it was our business. <laughs> uh, great point. What is this? It's a way we add value. Mm -hmm. There is nothing sold directly on the podcast, but we do love that people find us for our products and our free Facebook group, group over at www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash The Lifted Life. I'm not going to lie. This is a selfish thing. I enjoy doing the podcast. Yeah, we're here because so him. We're here for me. <laughs> this is my creative outlet for the week or the start of the week. We mm -hmm. usually record on Sundays, so this is the start of the week. Right. But I talk a lot or generally more than you. Maybe I enjoy listening to you talk. Doubt it. Oh, shoot. This stay-at-home stuff. Woo! We're not. We're going on a walk. That's what we're doing. You got anything else you want to say? I was just thinking about your um, mouth-breathing tape. Oh, my gosh. Okay, folks. Here's the deal. I am continually... Talking. I mean... On the route to health and healing. Anything that could promote health and healing, I explore it. I like to learn about it. I share about it. It's just... Who you are. Uh, it's who I am. And at one point in my reading about the vagus nerve and about the importance of breath, I learned that it's possible that you might be more of a mouth breather than you want to be. One might be more. And I realized I might be one of these. So you classify yourself as a mouth breather. I don't want to be. I just am a little bit. I don't know if it's a habit. I don't know if it's, I don't know. So I bought some mouth tape. Hmm. It's just an X, and it's a little more comfortable than just using the old scotch tape, I guess. And one night, I put on the mouth tape as you were laying in bed next to me, and ever so silently, I heard him say, yes. <laughs> and I turned to him, and we both started laughing so hard. I think we were crying, and I was, like, laughing, but also, I, I basically said, like, one time. <laughs> This is funny one time. We'll laugh together one time. If you say that every night I put this on, you're <laughs> going to pay for it. And I was laughing and hoping that we didn't wake the kids up from laughing because we live in an old house and all the bedrooms are closed. Anyway, so I've been practicing breathing through my nose. I read an analogy that said breathing through your mouth is like trying to eat through your nose. It's hmm. just it, the nose is for breathing. The mouth is for eating. And so... Hmm. I just think that when it comes to our health, I want to be on point with, I mean, another point it said was that breathing through your nose helps you to get a true full breath, with, which helps with feelings of calm and peacefulness mm. and all of these things. So 
if you are a bit more of a mouth breather than you prefer to be, you might want to practice breathing through your nose with the mouth tape. Why did you have to bring that up in the end of this episode? We were wrapping it up. I know. I feel sorry for the people that had listened to an extra 10 minutes of that. But it was funny. <laughs> okay. It was a good joke. Good inside well, joke. We'll see what they think about that. Yep. All right, everyone. We appreciate you listening. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week on the Lips of Life podcast. Bye.